Hey guys, and welcome to Hunting Land, presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. If you'd like to stay up to date on hunting tactics, land management, land values, and land market dynamics, this is the podcast for you. This week's show is brought to you by Dixie Supply and Baker Metalworks. Dixie Supply and Baker Metalworks are proud to be your metal roofing headquarters for over 40 years. Save time and money by buying from the most reliable manufacturer on the Gulf Coast. If you buy it today, you pick it up today. They offer 20 Sherwin-Williams colors to choose from, and a 40-year warranty. Baker Metal and Dixie Supply, two names, same great service. With the addition of their new store in Cantonment, Florida, they now have eight locations to serve you. Dixie Supply and Baker Metal Works, your metal roofing headquarters. And also brought to you by Southern Seed and Feed. Do you want to provide better nutrients to your deer? If so, try Southern Buck Food Plot Blends. Your deer will love it. At Southern Seed and Feed, they specialize in making textured feed for horses, cattle, sheep, goats, hogs, chickens, small animals, and wildlife. Their products are proven irresistible, scientifically formulated to promote excellent herd health and hunter satisfaction. They supply products to various distributors throughout the South. So visit their website at southernseedfeed.com or call 662-726-2638 to find the dealer nearest you. I'm your host, Joe Baia, here today with my co-host, Butch Theory. And Butch, today we're going to be talking about something that uh, you and I are probably a little too intimately familiar with, and that's that's how to buy things without really having a whole lot of cash. I'm in this scenario right now, you know, where I I don't have a ton of cash available, but, you know, if the right property comes up for sale or the property, especially the properties that are adjoining my land, come up for sale. You may have to get I'll, creative. <laughs> I got to figure out a way, you know, because I mean, especially with land. Oh, yeah. When's the next time it's going to come up for sale? You know, it's it, it doesn't matter that it may not be a great time in my life to purchase more land. Like I may not get that. Literally, I may never get that opportunity again while I'm alive. Yeah, truly. And as someone who's trying to put together, you know, several hundred acres, which I don't have right now, you know, but I, I want to. That's what I would love to leave my boys is, you know, enough land for for them to be able to hunt on and take their friends and, and, uh, and their families and, you know, be able to be stewards of the, of their land. And, but enough, you know, they're going to need enough being able to put that financing together, being able to get that transaction done where you get control of that land is it's, it's important not only to, uh, to get it done when the opportunity arises, but also it's really important to go ahead and get that figured out before that opportunity arises. Cause as yeah. with, I mean, at least, at least with places that I'm interested in, they don't last very long. No doubt, man. I feel like that's one kind of thing that, um, you know, growing up how we did kind of not in that, not in the, in the big landowner game or the big money game, you know, our parents weren't, weren't wealthy and there's just tips and tricks to get, to get around some things sometimes that yeah. some people know that we just don't know that we've never been exposed to. Right. Yeah. And, and none of our friends have either, you know, because we just either didn't run in those circles or uh, just weren't educated on it. So today we are going to be talking about how to buy land with no money down. Maybe you are cash strapped and uh, how to be able to put that transaction together and uh, help you amass, you know, your first piece of land, more land, uh, whatever your goals may be. We're going to learn some of the tips and tricks that are going to help you do this. To do that, we're talking with Brandon Simpson of First South Farm Credit. 
Brandon, welcome back to Hunting Land. Uh, you know, you've been on here with us before, and you always do a great job giving us financing updates and other lending information for folks that are interested in buying land. Uh, but maybe folks hadn't heard you on here before. So tell everybody a little bit about First South Farm Credit and where you work out of. Joe, I appreciate the opportunity to get with you again today to talk about these different options. Uh, as you said, I do work with First South Farm Credit. I work out of the Baymanet office, which is in southwest Alabama, down around Mobile area. And I've been in the land and timber financing world for about 18 years now. So it's the only thing I know how to do, as I jokingly say, I don't have but one trick, and that's the only trick I got. <laughs> I don't believe that. But, uh, you know, there are, like Butch and I mentioned in the beginning, is there are some tricks. There, It's not really, it's all above board, you know, but there are some things that if you don't know these options exist, you may just kind of sit in a corner and, and think you don't get to play in this game. And it's really important that you understand all the different options that are potentially available for you. And, and today we're talking about how people can buy land if they're cash strapped, you know, they don't have a lot of liquid cash available to them right now. So the first thing that comes to mind for me, if, if I'm going to, you know, go buy some land is I'm gonna call Butch and I'm say, Hey man, can I borrow some money? So, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. Can, or actually, I don't even want to borrow it, Butch. Will you just give it to me is, is really what I'm thinking. So can somebody use gift money for a down payment if they don't have uh, that money themselves? Yes, Joe, they, they can. You know, usually when I'm talking with people and people are calling in, the first item of discussion, uh, one of the, the top three to five topics that we get to is the fact that, you know, in the land business, typically you're only looking at lenders that lend up to about 80 to 85% of their collateral position. So there's usually a 15 to 20% investment from the buyer of some sort. And, you know, of course, the easiest, quickest, simple, fastest way is just take the money out of the bank and, and use cash for your down payment. But as we're discussing today, you know, that option may not be available for everybody due to their current situation. And there are other options. Uh, and the first one we're going to talk about here is you know, gift money uh, for a down payment, a gift from, from a family member or a friend. Uh, that does happen. Uh, and yes, uh, gifts are, are an option. And in some cases, we do require people to sign gift letters. Um, so if you if you have some parents and parents are going to gift you your down payment, uh, that's the most common situation I see is, is parents gifting the down payment to their children of some sort to, to allow them to try to get a head start on buying their first piece of land. In a lot of those cases, yes, we do have them sign gift letters just stating that it is a true gift and there's no recourse for the gift. Uh, but yeah, that's certainly an option. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm not scared to admit it. One of the first investment properties I ever purchased, uh, I went to my father and, and said, Hey, you know, this is a good opportunity. The numbers make sense. Showed it to him. I want to buy this place. I've got the, you know, I've got the income, to be able to do it. I've, the, the property is going to pay for itself, but this has happened at a time where I, I just don't have the cash for the down payment. You know, will you help me out with this? And, and he did, and it turned out to be a great investment. I, you know, I actually ended up paying him back, even though it was a gift, I, I paid him back because I would just wanted to do that. And so it, it is a good option. You mentioned the, the gift letter. Are there any other stipulations uh, along with using gift money for a down payment? For us, that's the most common is uh, having somebody sign a gift letter just so 
in case things change down the road, they don't come back and say, well, no, it wasn't a gift or no, I expect them to repay me this debt on these terms. Because naturally, if it's a loan, uh, that needs to be taken into consideration in regards to financial ratios that we use to look at when we're making credit decisions on whether to lend someone money or not. Uh, so if it's a loan, then of course, you know, the repayment of those terms uh, for that loan needs to be taken into consideration for the guy or the person who is buying a piece of land. So that's the reason, primary reason that we do have gift letters signed. That makes sense. The second things that come to my mind is kind of like a co-signer, like Joe mentioned, you know, his dad uh, helped him out with that one. And, you know, growing up, that was kind of a thing with the car. You got your first one at 15 or 16. And I mean, you don't have, you know, a whole lot of track record to go. Is a co-signer an option with you guys? Yes, that is another option. Uh, and it's quite common in situations like you just described. Uh, one of the things you see happen frequently is a situation where maybe a parent or someone has a piece of property that's paid for, that's free and clear, and uh, the property next door comes up for sale and they want their brother or their sister, or a cousin or or somebody or their children uh, to be able to buy it, and but they don't have the money for the down payment to buy it. So in those cases, you'll see where somebody may pledge uh, the collateral that's paid for in order to help someone else buy the property. So yes, that, that is an option, which kind of leads us into another one of the, the ideas. Another one of the common things that we see is where people do pledge land uh, as additional collateral to not have to come out of pocket money. So just to kind of recap, the, the, the mortgage cosigner thing we, we just discussed is more of a situation where you know a sibling or a parent or somebody owns property that's paid for and they're using that paid for property to help someone else out as it relates to buying a piece of land. But the other option is also just using regular land as additional collateral. This is most common when an individual owns a piece of land and they want to buy another piece of land, but they don't want to come out of pocket any cash. Mm -hmm. That's quite common for what we see also. Um, it's extremely common uh, for joining property owners whenever you know, you've got that piece of land that you own and uh, it's paid for and uh, the next next door neighbor decides to sell his property. And of course, timing seems to sometimes never be yeah. right with those situations. But uh, I had a man tell me one time that uh, he don't want to own everything. He just want to own everything that touches them. Yeah. So uh, right. I've always kind of found that to be quite humorous. Uh, yeah. But yeah. yeah, that's that's another option. You know, when I'm out in the field and I'm talking to landowners, especially guys, I've always found this interesting when I'm talking to guys that they're, they're kind of in the latter part of their career, uh, or maybe they've, you know, latter part of their life and I'm asking them and, and a lot of those folks have, have amassed what to me is a significant amount of land. And, you know, I, I'm, I always find it funny that they're still kind of sawed off about the pieces that they missed. Like they wish they would have bought more. They don't wish they would have bought less. And the time, the timing thing is a, is huge that you just brought up is that it's not always going to be a good time for you to buy the neighboring property, but you may never see it come available again. So you better understand how you could get this done until, and, and, and hold on to that property until it would have, would have been a good time. And, you know, thinking about using land as collateral is one way to do that. The question I would have for you in regards to that is, does that land have to be paid off completely? So, you know, if, if you've got your property and you've got 50% equity in it, 
and then the property next door to you comes available for sale and assuming it's, you know, roughly the same value and whatnot, are you going to be able to consolidate mortgages like that where you could say, Hey, I'm pledging the equity I've got in this property. I've still got a note and I want to buy the adjoining property and, and, and pledge that equity. Or does that land have to be paid off entirely? Yes, uh, certainly. Being able to consolidate mortgages on the current piece of property to buy the adjoining track or buy another track is very common. Uh, in a situation like that, of course, you know, we would typically appraise both properties. We would look at the overall global picture as it relates to the value of those two properties combined and the debt of those two properties combined. As I said earlier, you know, usually about 80 to 85% loan to value is about the most a lender wants to go into a piece of property. So as long as the numbers work out, we can certainly look at refinancing an existing debt on a piece of property and rolling that equity into the purchase of another property with no problem at all. So we're talking about kind of unorthodox ways to uh, acquire some land here. And, and this is one that... Uh, interests me in particular, just because it's like Joe and I kind of talked about in the intro. I feel like some of these things are just kind of taught from generation to generation, you know, kind of figure out the nuances on on how to be able to become successful doing these kind of things. And something that comes to my mind is, how about getting a loan for a down payment on a piece of property that you're looking to get? And how would that work? You know, the biggest thing in regards to someone who wants to borrow the down payment is, of course, talking with their lender and being transparent in regards to what they're trying to accomplish, including that debt and those repayment terms and our repayment for the land they're buying. Naturally, whenever we're underwriting a deal and we're looking at a deal, of course, we know what debts and what the repayment terms are on the applicant for for their debts with us, for their debts to other creditors. So naturally, in a situation where we're verifying down payments, you know, we'll see where there's no down payment funds or they don't have the down payment funds to be able to do that. So in that case, if they want to, you know, one of the things we see kind of common is where somebody may use an equity line on a house. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, let's say somebody has a, a regular primary residence, just, you know, a regular traditional home on a couple acres or in a subdivision, and they've got some equity in that house. Uh, it's not uncommon for us to see situations where they may go get an equity line or get a second mortgage on that house in order to help with the down payment for our land purchase. And uh, as long as you know, as long as we include what those repayment terms are for that additional debt that they're requiring, and as long as the numbers work out, then yeah, I mean that's certainly another option that we can look into. So not only you could you could use a home equity line of credit, but you could um, imagine you could use a a land equity line of credit. In the same way, is is I mean, is that possible? Is there any advantage to say having a an equity line on your land available to you, ready to access it? Should you know, should these opportunities arise versus just coming and calling you up, Brandon, saying, "Hey, man, the neighboring property just just popped up. I got to have it. You know, let's let's get to work on collateralizing my land and and doing all those kind of things." Would it be any advantage? I guess in my mind, if somebody's got their property, let's say paid off. And I go ahead now and, and talk to you, Brandon, say, hey, I want to do a land equity line of credit just for speed sake, you know, so that they can go to that next door neighbor and say, I'll buy it I'm, I'm right ready. now. Yeah. Here's, you know, I got the money. Here's proof. What do you think about that? Using a line of credit on a piece of land uh, to buy another piece of land is something that is certainly an option. Uh, there are cases with borrowers that we have who own large amounts of land where we'll provide them 
lines of credit so that they can go buy other rural tracts of land. Uh, the one thing that, that is a challenge and can be a challenge at times is, you know, someone who's just wanting a line of credit and there's 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 no there's no desire, no use of what the funds are going to be used for. Uh, with us being a rural agricultural lending organization, when we do a line of credit on a piece of land, we want to make sure that those funds are being used for other rural agricultural purposes. So, you know, a line of credit to just sit there and for somebody to be able to go do whatever they want to do with those funds, uh, sometimes that's certainly more of a challenge because, again, the farm credit system, first south, we are tied to, to helping rural America. And uh, we certainly don't want a situation where somebody takes those funds and blow it on a sports car. That's right. Maybe a midlife crisis. <laughs> well, man, that, that kind of brings up something else in my mind. Like Joe was saying earlier, whenever he's out in the fields selling land to folks, you know, a lot of these people are kind of getting to retirement age, kind of trying to get situated. And they've probably been working somewhere for a long time. And if I'm asked, you know, a pretty big IRA or some sort of retirement fund, they may have a million or $2 million in there, but they're planning on drawing on this for, you know, the next 20 years of their life. Is there any way to collateralize the retirement account for a down payment without liquidating it? Yes. Um, you know, there are self-directed IRAs situations that can happen. Uh, of course, you would need to, you know, consult your tax advisor, uh, your financial advisor, your CPA in order to that. Um, what I see most common in my situation, though, from my side of the table is where people choose to liquidate a portion of those funds to come up with a down payment. So, you know, if somebody has that million or $2 million in their retirement account, you know, they may pull a couple hundred thousand dollars off of it in order to put that 15, 20% down on that million dollar purchase of that land track that they've been looking forward to their whole career. And of course, how that affects people, of course, as we all know, it depends on how those funds are invested, oh, yeah. age, all those other variables. So, but that's quite common. Uh, it's very common, actually. Of all these ways that we're discussing today, I would say that, you know, liquidation of retirement IRA money market accounts would be one of the more common ones. I would say another common one is going to be a gift from a parent. And probably the other most common one is just pledging additional collateral, whether that's additional collateral that you own individually, whether that's additional collateral that a parent or a friend owns, or whether that's a situation like we talked about earlier where you where you owe a little bit of debt on some property and you're going to refinance that mortgage and roll it into an additional purchase. Those are kind of the top three ways of what we're discussing that we see every day here. Well, Brandon, I, I think you hit the nail on the head earlier. I've heard these conversations happen, you know, where people are saying, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to do this. or I'm going to do that to get the financing and so on and so forth. But the reality is, is that you guys are willing to help. You're willing to work around, you know, challenges that people are facing and get things financed, you know, if if they should be financed. And what people really need to do is give you guys a call and be honest about their situation and the challenges they're facing and let you help them, you know, let you look at their specific situation and try to come up with a solution for this because it's not a, uh, I don't know, you know, I, I, I could see this being a little, being a little self-conscious about this. If I had to come to you, Brandon, and say, you know, man, I, I really want to buy this place, but I just I don't have the cash right now. You know, it wouldn't make me feel good to say that, but at the same time, you may say, well, do you well, you don't want to let that piece of land. <laughs> don't want to let that piece of land slip through your yeah, fingers. Yeah, I mean, you know, because if you've got if you've got all the other pieces of the puzzle put together, there may be an option for you. You know, if if folks want to do that, if they want to look you up specifically, or if they just want to get in touch with their local First South Farm Credit, 
what's the best way to get in touch with you guys and, and kind of go down this road of, of buying land with, with no money down? Joe, I appreciate you saying what you just said, because after being in the lending business now for about 18 years, you know, I'm, I'm in the business to lend money and, and I want to make loans. That's what we all want to do as lenders. Um, and when you have somebody that comes to you, who's open, who's transparent, who really looks at it from the point of view of we're going to work together as a team to try to accomplish and overcome some of these challenges, it helps us do our job so much better. And it allows us to provide such a better product and a better service to meet those people's financial needs. So, you know, I appreciate you saying what you said about that. And I know all of our lenders would be glad to talk with someone and kind of walk through these things. I, I say all the time to people and kind of joke that, you know, I want to make good loans to good people. And and starting off with that honesty in a relationship certainly helps us make good loans to good people. And they can reach out to us at uh, our website, which is firstsouthland.com. You can always go to our website again. That's firstsouthland.com. We've got around 44, 45 offices over three states, Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana. Personally, again, as I said earlier, I'm down here in Baymanette in southwest Alabama around Mobile. You can always give us a call here at the office at 251-580-8678. And uh, if you're not in our territory, we can certainly try to put you in contact with someone who does cover the area that you're looking at buying a piece of land in and try to help you out that way. Well, Brandon, it's always fun having you on, man. I appreciate you sharing your, your knowledge on this. Uh, land ownership was, was always a dream of mine. I was really excited to be able to buy my first place. I know a lot of people are are in that same boat and, and a lot of people are also, you know, they've got goals of buying a small place and kind of working their way up and, and amassing something that they can leave a legacy with. And it's, it's really cool that there's good options out there uh, for those kind of people. We appreciate you guys, uh, you know, sharing your information with us and, and helping us see around these corners. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate you, Butch. And thanks for all you do for the outdoors and for helping educate landowners and future landowners. All right, folks, we'll be right back. Y'all take a minute and check out some of the businesses that make this show free for you every episode. This segment was brought to you by Mallard Bay Outdoors. Mallardbay.com is the Airbnb-style marketplace for discovering and booking your next guided hunting and fishing adventures. The Mallard Bay platform was built by sportsmen for sportsmen. Their mission is to help expand access to affordable and successful hunting by connecting you with verified outfitters across the United States. You can browse trips and prices by state or species, select the dates you'd like to go, message outfitters, and secure your dates all from one platform, mallardbay.com. Not sure where you want to go yet? Reach out on Instagram or Facebook, and they can help you find your dream hunt. And also brought to you by Bucks Island Marine. At bucksisland.com, you can check out the full list of inventory from new and used bass, pontoon, and bow rider style boats, new and used motors, as well as kayaks. They love trade-ins, which provides a steady stream of used boats, and they can rig your boat at their 18-bay service department or ship your new motor anywhere in the United States. They provide boat service on all kinds of boats, even if they weren't purchased from Bucks. They have factory-trained and certified technicians, so visit them at 4500 Highway 77 in Southside, Alabama, or give them a call at 256-442-2588. There's a bunch of stuff out here that's just not common sense, Butch. Definitely, man. There's a lot of options. Yeah. I mean, those guys are a wealth of knowledge over there. I say it all the time. I sound like a broken record sometimes, but people get paid to do what they do for a living because they're really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> and those guys, uh, they've been doing it for a long time. Brandon himself, 18 years. 
that's a long time. He's seen a lot of different scenarios. He's heard a lot of different stories. He's heard he's worked with a lot of different people that uh, you know, didn't have maybe a, a full house, but they had, you know, two or three of the of the of the good cards you need right. um to make something happen. What'd you pick up? What'd you learn from today's show? Man, you know, again, it doesn't matter whether you're buying your your first piece of property or you you've already got some and you're trying to you're trying to buy more. The big thing I took away from it is that there are ways to to troubleshoot not having a down payment, but you better get it figured out before that property that's, becomes that's available right. because I have seen it time and time again, and I brought it up on here several times, but if you're in competition with another buyer for, for a really nice property, and that property may be been the perfect area, it may have the, it may have the right zip code or it may be priced really nice. You know, like you don't want to be the guy that shows up and says, I'll, you know, I'll buy it, but I got to figure out all my finance. And because the dude across the way is maybe showing up saying, I'll buy it. Nope. I got it all figured out. And that landowner is going to take the sure thing. They're going to, no they're going to, even if it's a little less of an offer, they're going to take the sure thing because they're just ready to have it taken care of. And, yeah. you know, you're talking about the IRA, liquidating an IRA, and I can already hear, I, I can already hear my dad saying, well, you're going to have to pay that 10% penalty. But the reality is, wouldn't you gladly pay a 10% penalty if that's your dream place? Uh, if it's if it's your dream property, well, you're not going to be, you know, when you, when you watch your kid kill their first deer, you know, on your land, you're not going to be worried about that 10%. No. When you leave that land, you know, to someone later on, you're not going to be worried about that 10%. And on a flip side from the, the, you know, emotional side of it is what if that place is priced 30%, 20%, you know, under what it should be. Are you worried right. about that 10%, you know, because you get a great deal over here, pay that 10% penalty. It's not always about, you know, oh, can't do it. You know, can't do it. Can't do it. I mean, I see so many people sitting on the sidelines that could be landowners because they just think they can't do it. And they haven't picked up the phone, talked to a lender and said, Hey, here's who I am. Here's my financial situation. What can I afford? How can I afford it? Yep. And it doesn't have to be that way for me. And I know you feel the same way. I mean, just land ownership is one of the great joys of my life. It is, it is something that you know, there's so much intangible, unquantifiable, I shouldn't say intangible, unquantifiable return on my investment beyond just the, the right. timber that tree sale right. and the, you know, it, it's, it's, it's the best investment I've ever made. So if you, if you are thinking about it, talk to somebody and start moving in that direction because there's not, they're not making any more of it and it's only going to get more competitive. From yep. here on out so you better get your ducks in a row yep that's exactly right man it was a good show i enjoyed talking with brandon same well that's gonna wrap it up for us this week appreciate you joining us we want to make it easy for you to listen so here's a handy option for you to get the podcast emailed to you each week just text the word hunting to 773-770-4377 again just text the word hunting to 773-770-4377 You'll join our email list and wherever you are listening to podcasts, go ahead, subscribe, rate, and review. Send us a written review. We'd love to hear from you. If you got a show topic that you are interested in and like to see us cover, just email us at pros 
at landhunting.com. That's going to do it for us. Y'all stay safe out there. We'll talk to you next time. This week's show is brought to you by Alabama Farmers Co-op. Alabama Farmers Cooperative has been serving gardeners, farmers, and everyone in between for 85 years. From backyard gardening to large-scale farming and everything in between, your local co-op has what you need to be successful. Since 1936, Alabama Farmers Cooperative has provided high-quality products and friendly service to community members and local farmers. With over 60 locations to serve you and 85 years of experience, you can count on the co-op. For more information and to find a location near you, visit www.alafarm.com. And also brought to you by the Hunter's Bait Lowdown Trail Cam Reviewer. The Lowdown High Speed Trail Cam Viewer has flipping fast technology that allows you to view images three times faster on a screen that is 60% bigger than typical seven inch viewers. Find out more at lowdownviewer.com. And also Great Days Outdoors, the South's finest hunting and fishing magazine. Pick up your copy wherever magazines are sold or check them out at greatdaysoutdoors.com.